Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business growth and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in this space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on the show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I have got to admit that I am still so obsessed with the new intro and intro music. I mean, when you've been waiting on something for well over a year and it's finally here, like, oh, it just feels so good. It's been a year and a half and it's just like everything that I wanted it to be. So super, super excited about that. And I'm really pumped about today's episode. This is actually an idea that I got while I was driving. Shocker. I mean, don't we like get our best ideas in the shower when we're driving? Here's the thing, like when we're in this like hypnotic-like state, that's when the downloads come in, that's when the inspiration comes in. So today I want to talk about how I've been able to re-spark and reconnect back to my creativity. And this is kind of like a little bit of storytelling, but also the things that I'm tangibly doing. And I think it's a really important conversation because I cannot think of a job that's more creative than being a business owner. I mean, sure, you can be an artist, you can be anything that's like a little bit more traditionally creative, but as a business owner, you are constantly finding solutions, you are problem solving, you are marketing, you are copywriting, like, I mean, maybe you're creating graphics if that's your jam, but like all of these things together, it is an incredibly creative endeavor. So hats off to you, business owner, for, I mean, honestly, like tackling something so creative, especially if you aren't somebody that actually considers yourself to be very creative like me. I've changed that a lot. I actually do consider myself very creative now, but for a long time, I held the narrative that I just like wasn't very creative and turns out like really wasn't serving me. So I'm going to talk about that quite a bit. And before we dive into the episode, just going to give some updates. So I actually announced the name of the mastermind that I'm going to be holding. Drum roll, please. We're going to insert a... That's just my mouth. But okay, the mastermind's name is Prism. And I've been holding on to this name for a long time. You know I love me a one-word one name for my programs. I mean, I've got Ignite, Synergy, Amplify. You get the picture. I really love the like singular word names. I think they're so powerful. And this name Prism came to me a while ago. And honestly, I thought I was going to do something that was a little bit more like inner child healing and shadow work as like a self-paced program. But now I'm realizing, I'm like, holy shit, that's supposed to be the this program. Like, as a business owner, we need to know ourselves on a super deep level. 
and this mastermind is going to allow you to meet yourself on that level. We're going to be exploring feelings of grief, of rage, of disappointment, of joy, of success, like literally the entire range of emotions inside of this container. That's my vision for it, is to help you meet yourself in the moments where maybe you don't know the answer or maybe you don't know what to do. And we're going to be incorporating inner child healing and shadow work and all of these healing modalities. Yes, absolutely, there will be energy healing in order for you to not only connect, but to deeply anchor into your highest self. I am so excited about this container. I'm still like formulating. We're still percolating with like all of the ideas and the tagline and like how long it's going to be. But that's the, that's kind of the, the gist of it. I'm so fucking excited for this because I definitely have not run anything like this before in terms of a mastermind, but I've been really wanting to do something like this where, I mean, for me, the best masterminds that I've been in have been ones where it is open discussion. It is hot seat coaching where every member gets a turn to talk and everybody gets to learn from each other. That is my favorite way of going through a mastermind. I have run a couple different masterminds at this point. I've run two in the last two years and then I ran two before that. And I'm kind of really getting a feel for how I like to show up and run masterminds and the ones that I like to be a part of. I've joined, I mean, countless masterminds at this point. And there are some that I have been so obsessed with. And I'm like, oh my God, gladly I would pay double because this was so expansive. This was so impactful. And then there are other ones where I'm like, yeah, like I could drop out in the, in the next month and that'd be okay. Like I could just like disappear. And really thinking about like, what do I want the experience to be for the clients that step into this container? I want it to be something that of course is like so incredibly expansive. I want it to be something that isn't taking up a ton of your time. I mean, if you are scaling and growing your business to a higher level, you're probably not going to to have a ton of time to attend like two calls a week. That's just probably a little bit unrealistic. So I'm playing with the different variables. I'm playing with the price point. I'm playing with how many calls per month and what that looks like because I want it to be a really supportive container, like an incredibly intimate. It's going to be seven people or less. My hopes and desires is seven. That's kind of like the number that I've settled on. And I want it to be something too with the price point where you are able to show up fully and you're not like stressed out the entire time. Like, oh my God, I got to make this back. I got to make this back. Like, and that's like actually detrimental to your experience within the mastermind. So I'm playing around with a lot of these things. It's probably going to be at a lower price point than a lot of other masterminds are. And I am, I still want to record an episode on like my current qualms with the mastermind in the, in the business coaching industry, because I'm like, hold holy shit, like these masterminds are like 20K and it's like you get one call every other month and it's like, yeah, just be in my energy. And I'm like, okay, that's bullshit. Like, yes, at a certain point, like it's good to like level up and have boundaries and all of that. But like, I really want this to be a supportive environment. The The level of business owner that I am going to be talking to is somebody that is scaling to consistent 5K months, consistent 7K months. So like the investment has to actually match exactly where they're at. It can't be like so stretchy and expansive to where you're like, oh my God, like every single month I'm stressed out because I need to make sales in order to make this back. Like that's not the energy that I want. That's not the vibe that I want in there. I want it to be a very relaxed container where you're able to really like 
honestly, like I keep coming back to this, like the different facets of yourself. So like thinking of like a diamond or a sun catcher and how there's all these different faces and the light is reflecting off. And some of those are really bright and brilliant. And then where the sun's not hitting, it's a little bit more shadowy. And we're getting into all of this, right? Because like being a business owner isn't just about like, oh my gosh, like it's going so well. I hit my highest month. It's also a lot about like, oh fuck, like do I even know what I'm doing? There's imposter syndrome. There's all of this like doubt. When you go to launch something, you're like, oh, is it even going to work? Does anybody even want this? Like we're going into all of that. And I'm holding space for you through all of that so that you know when you encounter that later on, you can trust yourself. We're going deep inside this mastermind. So I'm really excited. More details about PRISM to come. Wow, I can't wait for this container. It's like getting me all like goosebumps as I'm talking about it. I'm like all activated and excited. But I actually hired my own mentor to help me with the launch of this. Not because, I mean, obviously I know how to launch, but like because I want this to be something that is presented in a way that I've never done before. Like I really want to experiment with different launch tactics and I want to have that support. And for me, that just like feels so expansive to have somebody in my corner. So I'm really excited about that. So I feel like this is just gonna, I mean, it ties in really perfectly with what we're talking about. It's going to be very creative on my end. It's going to push up against my growth edges. I've mentioned before on the podcast that I am a little bit nervous about launching this. I mean, I get a little bit less nervous when I nail down the copywriting and I'm like, okay, that's exactly what this is. That's exactly what I'm going to say about it. Like right now, it still feels like a little bit intangible. So I'm kind of like allowing myself to like pull the words down. So I'm really excited to see what comes out on the other end. And of course, you'll be the first to know when the waitlist opens. And again, there's only going to be seven spots. So if you are like, holy shit, yes, I want to work with you in a intimate container, this is going to be the one for you. Okay, let's just dive right into today's episode. So I want to talk about re-sparking and reconnecting to your creativity. So again, like I mentioned, as a business owner, super creative process. Like, find me, find me a career that is more creative. Um, I mean, of course, yes, like we have musicians and artists, like they're all creative. I'm not saying like being a business owner is more creative than the others, but like we're right on par with that. And for me, that was like such a big eye-opening moment of realizing like, oh my God, I'm just as creative as a literal artist. Like we might have very different skill sets and we might do very different things, but like the same level of creativity is required. And so when I was younger, I took art class, just like most all young kids do, and no drawing skills, no no painting skills, no clay skills. Like I got nothing in the uh, the basic, like what we think of as like artistic skills department. Not a lot going on there. I mean, I can like, color in the lines. I just, I don't have a lot of like creative (laughs) force and momentum in that way. Like if someone were to be like, okay, draw this, it'd be just like the most rudimentary, like stick art. Like I just, I don't, that's not what I'm drawn towards. Like, I really think that like I'm meant to grow and run a business and teach other people how to do the same. And that's like where all of my creativity goes. So I kind of had, and was holding on to this thought process that like, I'm not creative because in school, I didn't have any, like, art skills. And that, like, carried on into my adult life. I mean, it was probably, let's be really honest, it was probably until, like, early this year that I'm like, 
oh my God, I'm super creative. Like, whoa, it just like comes out in a way different way than what we typically expect. So when I was, let's see, when I was, I think 21, so right after I graduated college, which holy moly, it's been like 10 years. That's wild. It is literally crazy to think that it's been 10 years since I graduated college, almost 15 since I graduated high school. But when I look back at that, I took a job as a head route setter. So if you don't know, I was a climbing coach before I was a business coach. I've been climbing for close to 15 years at this point, which is a really long time. I love rock climbing. It is like my biggest passion. It's my biggest hobby. It's a huge reason why I started my business because I wanted more time to go climb. And this position as a route setter is all about designing and creating routes for people to experience on the wall. So you're creating different movement patterns, you're helping them learn different movement, and it can get really intricate. And if you aren't familiar with route setting, the way that we make things more difficult or more challenging for people is sometimes we will use smaller holds. Sometimes we will move holds farther apart. Sometimes we'll make the moves more dynamic where maybe you have to like jump or lunge or leap to the next hold. So there's a lot of different elements that go into it. And at that point, when I was 22, I still didn't consider myself creative, even though that was the literal job position that I was going into. I spent a couple years full-time route setting. So full-time, literally designing routes on the wall for people to climb with different climbing abilities. So they range from like really, really easy routes that are kind of like more of like a ladder where you're like left, right, left, right. All of your feet are directly under you. I sent for a lot of high level competitions. So a lot more intricate routes. And it's it's wild to me that like looking back on that, I'm like, how did I not think I was creative? Like that is like one of the most creative things that you can do. And it wasn't until just this last year, so I think it was October of 2022, where I realized that, like, holy shit, I actually miss route setting. So I had taking a five-year break from route setting. I actually like had considered myself retired because, I mean, we could do an entire podcast episode about this if this is like interesting to you, but route setting as a whole, it's a male-dominated industry and it was a really challenging industry for me to be a head route setter, for me to work full-time. It's incredibly physical. I mean, think construction, but like probably more physical than that. So it's like my body wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. So I ended up stopping route setting. Even though it's something that I really loved, it was just taking too much of a toll on my mental and my physical health. So I was like, I'm going to just go down a different career path, even though I've dedicated the last like six years of my life to this. Like I'm going to go a different direction. So that's how I actually ended up working at a grocery store. I did some other like construction jobs um, with remodels in between there. But with that, I had like completely set that aside. I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. Like it's just like, it's not worth it to me. And then this last October, I was like, I kind of miss it. And it's actually like a really funny story because the college that I went to, the University of Idaho, I was the head route setter my senior year. So I was kind of in charge of all the route setting and making sure that the quality was good and making sure that if any, anybody had any questions, they could come to me and we could kind of like troubleshoot what was going on. And my boyfriend at the time, when I was in college, he was setting. So he was like kind of under me. And then now the tables are turned. He actually is the head route setter at a gym here in Wenatchee, so about 30 minutes from where I live in Leavenworth, and now I I work one day a week at the gym route setting under him. So it's kind of like a flip-flop, a, a role reversal, and I was a little bit nervous, not going to lie, about 
about like, I really don't want like a job. I don't want to be like employed. I don't want to be like held to a schedule. I kind of just want to come in and do what I want to do and then be able to leave and like not have a lot of responsibility. And I ultimately made this decision because I was really, really missing the creativity of route setting. Spring is officially my new favorite season. I mean, fall is awesome. Sweaters and pumpkin spice things are great, but like, Truly nothing is better than spring after a long winter and here in Washington state, things are heating up rather quickly, which means I'm getting outside a lot more. I hate to say it, but in the winter, I just like definitely wanna be inside. Like I do not have a tolerance for cold. It is really difficult for me to motivate myself to get my butt outside. If it weren't for my dog, Ollie, I just, I think I would be a lost cause with the warmer weather brings more sweating, brings more activity. I'm outside climbing, I'm trail running. I'm just being outside because I like it. I'm doing all of my mobility sessions outside. And one product that I have been so, so thankful for is Hydrate from True Wild. So True Wild is a new podcast sponsor. I actually have the founder coming on the show next week. You'll definitely want to listen to that episode. I'm really excited for you to meet Zach. True Wild is all about all natural products that actually work. So many sports performance, we're going to put that in quotes, products have shitty ass ingredients. They have fillers. They're full of synthetic things. They have terrible artificial sweeteners, and you will find none of that inside True Wild. So what I'm obsessed with lately is the natural hydration powder called Hydrate, specifically the passion fruit guava flavor. Oh my God, it is pink. And if you know me, you know I absolutely am obsessed with the color pink. So having my like water bottle that's see-through with my pink liquid in there just like brings me so much joy. There are amino acids in there, which actually help to rebuild and recover your muscles after exercise, along with trace ocean minerals for hydration. There's 100% of your daily value of vitamin C, zinc, and magnesium so that you are supporting your immune system and reducing inflammation at the same time. There are no chemicals, no fillers, no synthetic ingredients, no stimulants. It is all completely non GMO, it's vegan, gluten-free, all of the good stuff that we like to see. It's also produced in an eco-friendly facility, which turns out is pretty rare in the supplement industry. As I dive into during my interview with Zach, he goes behind the scenes of some of the sketchy things that other supplement companies do and what makes them so different and just their desire to do things the right way for the people and for the environment and the planet. If you are sweating, maybe even if you're not sweating. I'm not like a very sweaty person. I grew up swimming. So my my running joke is that I think the chlorine like permanently like shut down all of my sweat pores. But if you are active, if you are a light worker, if you are using your brain during the day, <laughs> all of you entrepreneurs, you need to be hydrating. You need to be refilling your electrolytes or you're probably going to have brain fog. You're going to be unreasonably tired yet unable to fall asleep at the same time. It's time to do something about your hydration. It is not enough just to drink plain water. You definitely need electrolytes. And if you aren't wanting to just put sea salt in your water, like I did for a very long time, I had this like concoction of sea salt and lemon juice and apple cider vinegar. And I was like, yeah, this tastes like so good. I was like trying to convince myself and I was like, actually that tastes terrible. Like I would much rather just take a scoop of this powder and actually enjoy what I'm drinking. Because as I've said on the show before, you actually don't need to do things that you don't like, which includes what you eat and drink. If you like it, it's a lot 
more likely that it's actually going to become a habit that you stick with. So if you are interested in trying out the Hydrate from True Wild, I'd highly recommend it. You can use code CHELSEA20, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-2-0 for 20% off. You can also check out some of their other products, including their product Motion, which is a pre-workout. It does have a little bit of natural caffeine. I also have been really, really digging using that one prior to my climbing and my training sessions. But to be very honest, Hydrate is my go-to right now as I am working on my relationship with caffeine. So again, you can go to TrueWild, that's T-R-U-W-I-L-D.com and you can use code CHELSEA20 for 20% off. I hope you love their products as much as I do and I know you're absolutely going to dig this interview that I did with Zach, one of the co-founders. I was feeling a little bit uninspired in my business. Everything was kind of feeling like a chore, like I had to do it. It wasn't feeling like I wanted to do it. And I was reflecting back on like, okay, well, when are the times in my life that I felt more creative? And that was route setting. So I reached out to him, to my ex, and I was like, hey, do you need people to come help? Because I've been missing setting a lot and I really think it would help my creativity. I think I can add a lot of value to the product that you're putting out at the gym. Let me know. And turns out they did need someone. So this has been so fucking beneficial for me to just go in and play and put holds on the wall and tweak things and not have any expectations. And to be very honest, like this has dramatically improved my relationship with my creativity because I can literally see it. It's on the wall. It's in front of me. Like, yes, I feel creative when I'm creating graphics for, let's say, like a program, but I'm always kind of like doubting myself. I'm like, is that really that good? Like, it looks okay. Like, I'm I'm okay with it. But like, there's always that thought in the back of my mind, like, oh, a graphic designer would do way better. But with route setting, I feel 100% confident because I have so much experience with it. I'm like, yes, that kicks ass. That's so good. So that's actually been probably the number one thing that has allowed me to tap back into my creativity is having that one day a week where I just go play and I do exactly what I want. And it's like amazing. I love it so much. And also it was really helpful for me to stop telling myself that I wasn't like creative. Like that's not helping anyone. So if you have the narrative that you're not very creative, that you're not very like good at this and you're more analytical, like okay, we got to like stop that because you're actively like blocking yourself from tapping into your creativity and it's probably not helping you feel very good about yourself or what you're putting out. So that internal talk, also super important. And if you would have told me even like a year ago that this would be my solution to like re-sparking my creativity, there's no way I would have believed you. I was like, nope, I'm done with that. That like, I'm closing that door for good. I'm not interested in stepping back into that. And I just got this download one night that's like, you need to do this. This is gonna be so good for you. And I will tell you too, there's so many other benefits to this job. I was telling my partner the other day, I was like, it's so good for me to be around people in person. Like working with coworkers for like one day a week, I'm like, oh my God, yes. Like I am, I am a truly very introverted person, but I do all of my work online and it's like been so good to work with a team, to work as a team. Honestly, I feel so thankful that I have enough flexibility in my schedule to go in one day a week. I generally route set on Tuesdays and I mean, this is just such a testament to me about how much space I have created inside my business because even a year ago, there's literally no chance. There's no chance that I would have been able to take more than just like a couple of hours 
one day off. Like, the fact that I can go in for a day a week and I'm not behind on work and I still have so much spaciousness, like, it feels really good for me. So if you have something like that, like maybe it's like a forgotten hobby that you used to really connect with and it makes you really feel creative. Maybe that's baking. Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's knitting. Maybe it's making friendship bracelets. Like I truly cannot state enough how important this is to like go do that thing because that will pour over positively into your business. I mean, I've also been coloring a lot lately. I've been making friendship bracelets. Like, honestly, all of the things that I really liked doing when I was younger, but I have since told myself, like, no, that's not appropriate for an adult. Like, it matters so much how you feel about things. Like, if you don't feel like you have enough playtime, enough creativity, like, that's going to reflect in your business. And I think for a lot of us, like, we want to be able to be very proud of what we put out and we want it to be this creative expression that matches what we have in our minds. The more that you allow yourself to be creative on a daily basis, the easier that's going to be. It's not going to feel like pulling teeth. It's not going to feel like this like long drawn out process. So the and I mean it's inner child work at the end of the day. Like the more that you connect with your inner child and the more that you actually let her come out and play on a daily basis. I bought a fucking sand castle making kit the other day. I mean, let's let's be honest. I'm like, anything that like lets me get into that like creative feminine flow energy where it's kind of like this, again, hypnotic state, that's where the inspiration's gonna come through. That's where the downloads are gonna come through. And I know a lot of the times we're like, well, I just don't really have the space. I'm gonna argue you don't have the space not to do it because otherwise you're probably spending twice as long on writing inside your business, on creating graphics, like if you're not taking time to actively create a relationship with your creativity, you are shooting yourself in the foot. And I use that phrase really specifically. So when we think about our relationship with creativity, it's a two-way street. You can't just like expect your creativity to be there if you've done nothing to cultivate that relationship. So what are the things that you are doing during your day, during your week, during your month? I mean, if you want to do a monthly inner child day, which is something that I've done in the past and was really beneficial to reconnect you back to your inner child. Basically, it's just a day where you do whatever you want all day, just completely led by your inner child and your intuition. I think it's brilliant. I'm going to link the episode that I did on why I implemented that inner child day inside my business. If you want to listen to that, it'll be in the show notes. It's a really good episode. But if you aren't putting in effort to making sure that your creativity feels listened to, it feels supported, it feels expanded, it feels like you care about it, then it's just really hard for it to be there on demand. If you are somebody, let's say, like a copywriter or, I mean, okay, like anybody writing anything, it's so hard. It's so difficult to just be creative on demand. But I have found that since I have been really intentional about making sure that I am being creative, not just when I am working on my business, it's so much easier to just sit down and be like, yep, I'm going to be creative now because I'm not just like demanding that it be there without giving anything back to it. Again, it's that two-way relationship. It's that two-way street. So if you want to be able to access your creativity at any time, you need to make sure that you're also giving it a reason for it to be there, for it to want to partner with you. What would it look like for you to partner with your creativity? That's a good question. 
your creativity actually doesn't owe you anything. You have to put in work and put in effort for it to be there. I also do have some rituals and routines that I wanted to share that have been really helpful outside of just doing creative things. But for me, when I know that like, okay, I want to write an email, I want it to come out tomorrow, or I want to sit down, I want to create some content. Maybe it's for Instagram. Maybe it is for the podcast. I have this one specific binaural beats track that I listen to. I will link it in the show notes because it is just like this like laser focus. They're actually called Focus by Neural Beats. Shocker. But they are so good. And I've gotten into this habit of playing them when I'm writing so that my brain now associates when I hear this track, it is writing time. I basically like Pavloved myself into like this response, but it, it's really working for me because when I hear this song, I'm like, okay, we're in the zone. We're not getting distracted. We're not opening the cell phone. We are just like literally writing. Also, please, if you haven't already, I know this is really difficult, but give yourself a time limit. Give yourself a time limit on your writing projects. This kind of comes back to, I mean, it definitely comes back to not trusting yourself. So if you don't trust yourself and you give yourself 15 minutes, you're going to be sitting there doubting, okay, is this good enough? Is this not good enough? You have to be able to push past that one time, two times, three times, and just sit in the discomfort of feeling like it's not good enough. And then you're going to start to build up that trust muscle. Then you're going to start to be like, oh, okay, like it actually is good enough. I'm just really hard on myself and I'm telling myself that it's not good enough. Therefore, it is causing me to take more time. This writing piece that I'm doing is actually taking three times longer than it needed to. And that's the thing about being a business owner is we really need to use our time effectively. I'm not saying, hey, fill every single second with productivity, but I think a lot of us are still stuck on that track of, I need to suffer, I need to work harder, I need to work more in order to be successful. So therefore, we're doing self-sabotaging things like thinking that what we're producing isn't good enough when in reality it probably is, but we're thinking that like, oh, I need to work harder and I need to work more for it. So I'm just gonna like go back in and revise this and then two hours later, you're like, well, I'm like kinda happy with it. What if you just allowed your work to be good enough? I mean, I did this for a long time and it was really uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was super shitty to write something with a 15-minute timer and then be like, oh, I don't love that. But like, hitting send anyway. Now I trust myself so much more. And it's just building up that tolerance to the discomfort. And when I actually go back and read through things, not in my like triggered reactive state, I like go back and read it the next day. I'm like, that was actually like really good. Like, that, okay, okay. So like we're building some trust here. So that is going to be something that's really good for helping you reconnect back to your creativity is building up at the same time your self-trust muscle. You can be a lot more creative if you're giving yourself a shorter window to do things. You're going to create a lot more things. I also want you to just like think about the word creation. What does that mean to you? What images does it bring up to you? We all have creation and life force energy inside of us, especially if you are a woman. You've got so much of that. I mean, you can give birth. Like, that's like, there's there's a lot inside that, right? Like, you can literally create life. The energy that and the magic that flows through your veins, you are a creator. You are a co-creator with the universe. You are meant to create. You are literally designed to create things that exist in the world, whether that is programs, whether that is writing, whether that is copy, whether that is just a concept or an idea. You are meant to bring things from the 5D, the 7D, the 9D into the 3D. 
you are a creator. If you need to have that as an affirmation, like I am a creator for however long, I think that that would be really beneficial. It's starting to shift and see yourself as somebody that is highly creative is going to help you, I mean, yes, embody that, but it's actually going to help your creativity. You're going to feel more creative. You're going to produce more creative things. And with being a business owner, the times that I have seen things be the most successful within my business have been the times where I have come up with an idea that I had not seen before, which is honestly like a pretty tricky thing to do because we have so much influence from what other people in our industries are doing. We have, we're we're consuming a lot and it makes it really difficult to produce anything that's actually original. It's not impossible. But the more that you trust yourself, the more that you tap into your creative abilities, the less need we have for copying, the less need that we have for mimicking or taking elements of what other people have done. And we all know that in order to be successful, it really is tapping into what is my true and authentic code. Who am I? What am I designed to bring into this world? What is my specific purpose? What is my specific mission? This is letting go of conditioning. This is stepping into the role that you are meant to play. And it's not always easy, but I think that starting with your relationship with your creativity is a really powerful start. So your homework, if you will, is to start noticing what things make me feel creative, what things feel like they stifle my creativity or block my creativity, and how can I incorporate more things into my daily work day, not in addition to, not on top of your work day, that help me feel more connected to my creativity. In what ways do I currently see myself in terms of creativity? Do I feel like a creative person? Do I tell myself that I'm not creative? And do I need to shift that internal language so that I can reconnect back to my creativity? So I hope this episode was helpful for you. It's a little bit of a shorter one. I want to mix it up a bit and do some shorter ones. I'm also going to be bringing back live coaching on the podcast. I'm super excited. I'm going to be doing some live coaching on how to show up more on social media here pretty soon. I know you're going to love these episodes. These have been some of my most downloaded episodes in the past, and it's time to bring it back. I'm pumped. So thank you so much for being here. If this was helpful for you, please go ahead and share it to social media. You can tag me on Instagram. I am at expand with Chelsea. This helps me so much. It helps get more eyeballs on the show. And I appreciate you for taking the time to share it with the people that you care about. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next episode.